passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush and Ben Taylor. What's up, everybody? We're back again. Happy Friday. It's episode 256 of the Dad Bod Golf Pod. It's Kyle and Ben. Uh, we've had a rough week, but we're ready to wind it up <laughs> and let's play. Uh, have what's some this, fun. What's this we stuff? Yeah, it's mostly me. It's mostly me. But uh, I'm just going to – we're a team, so it's it's we. It's a we. <laughs> Uh, we're ready to wind the weekend up. Hopefully, uh, the weather's been nice here, man, other than the rain, but the tips been great. Probably hopefully play some golf this weekend, have some fun. Uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by bet online, the number one sports betting website in the country. Uh, sign up today, use your 50% welcome bonus and uh, BLEAV get a, get put in a hundred bucks. They're going to you 50 back free on top of it to play with. So, uh, bet on literally everything, man. Uh, basketball's right in the right in the thick of it every single night. Uh, and then you know you got baseball opening day coming up in a couple of months. Uh, probably gonna have some spring football. I mean AFL XFL action maybe coming up soon. I think is oh, I think that yeah, I, I know the AFL that. starts uh in like a couple of weeks. So and XFL there was a commercial that ran the other night during the uh one of the um playoff games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so they're already plugging that. And I will say. Congratulations to all you geniuses that realized, because I haven't watched very much of it, realized that the NBA was not going to play defense this year and bet the over on every game at the first. Now, granted, Vegas is caught up. Now the over is like 250 points per game. <laughs> but if you <laughs> but rode that of, train early, you, yeah, you're doing if really you, well. If you hit that train early where they were, every score was like 140 to 125 and you went ahead and took the over every time, congratulations. Thank you for yes. winning cash out now yeah <laughs> all right so uh get jumping into it i mean the first yeah. thing we got to talk we've all we've all we love talking live golf and we knew oh, this yeah. was this we knew this would eventually come uh live has finally landed their tv deal uh yes. and it's it's a fairly big network um there's some they're gonna have to dodge some pretty elite shows though there's some sh- elite shows that are gonna have to take a back seat but they have landed a i think a four-year deal i saw yeah, with uh four-year deal the cw the cw network um which this is exactly what you and i predicted i never we said yeah. that the foxes and the nbc's and the cbs's of the world were not going to touch it because yeah. we said it was going to take like a lifetime contract or a cw contract or a true tv contract and that's what they did yeah yeah 
So uh, CW's owned by Nexstar, which is they kind of own like the Paramounts and stuff like yeah. that. So, uh, you know, if you want to watch Gilmore Girls, One Tree Hill, <laughs> reruns, Riverdale. I got to check this new wall. I was looking up. There's this new Walker show, which yeah. is like the origin story of Walker, Texas Ranger, which sounds absolutely phenomenal. I love that uh, they picked a dude that looks absolutely nothing like Chuck Norris. Nothing like Chuck Norris what, <laughs> at all. Guys, but, uh, apparently when he grew up, he got blonde hair and a blonde beard because right now he's like tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, you're going to have to dodge a little bit of that. You're going to, I mean, you're, you're going to have to take a back seat if you, if you love those shows because it's, it's live golf time. Uh, every single event will be live. So, uh, that's good. I I think that's great. Um, I'm very anxious to see how advertising sales reports come out for that. How, uh, you know, revenue or or not revenue ratings and things like that come out for it because, um, you're not going to have YouTube anymore. So, uh, that is not, that's not going to be a thing anymore. So, I found an article, uh, and this I think this explains all the details. So this is nine things that you got to know about this Live Golf CW Network uh, contract partnership thing. So uh, okay. this is from Golf.com. So I'm just going to go ahead and cite them. So number one, YouTube is no more. So there's no more. You don't watch it on YouTube anymore. So it's it's not going to be uh, broadcast on YouTube. Period. No streaming on on youtube which i think is probably smart because uh you take away that that could take away from people watching on cw which would help ratings and you know whatever so no no youtube no youtube streaming this one's interesting that was a that was essentially though uh because one of the guys at work brought that up to me and they go man they're taking away youtube and i was like well the problem with that is is there are a bunch of countries that still because kyle you and i alluded to this this past year we could only watch it on youtube but like when they went overseas they broadcast it on their home networks right right overseas because somebody he brought up day was like what about people overseas don't get cw and i was like oh well they got their own network they were already carrying it like because they couldn't get youtube so uh like china locks out youtube so you got to watch it through china's whatever it is network that they do i bet you they got the c-dub over in china for sure <laughs> so this one of, one, hot, one of the hot shows is kung fu just in case you're curious. There you go. All right. Yeah. So number two, this is good. This is funny because, uh, you know, everybody joke, oh, they're going to have to pay for, you know, that was the thing. Like they're going to have to pay for their own airspace. Like that was one, one of the talks, like they were going to yeah. rent out two or three hours of airspace, pay for it, just the airspace. Number two, live is not paying for a, a single dime for airtime on the CW. So, wow. The, fi- the the financial part of it is still sort of quiet, but they do know that this has nothing to do with the live is paying to be on this network. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a partnership. Uh, now, whether or not they make any money on it, uh, we'll have to see. But they are not forking out any money to be on this uh, this thing. So, uh, number three, how can, how can they not make money though? Like because some yeah. of these companies that are Saudi owned or Saudi investors are a part of when they go to them, they're going to be like, we want you to sponsor this. They can't say no. Their investors oh, yeah. are also investors in this. So they can't say no. Like you've got a, basically a hot list of Lockheed Facebook. We may see Facebook ads on there because Facebook is, is got a majority share uh, is with the Saudis. So I, I'm just curious 
you know, when they, they talked about this, I mean, cause that's what I, that's the business I'm in is selling advertising. I mean, um, Kyle knows that. I, I think we've mentioned before. I mean, I know I do a show, but also got some advertising deals. That's what you do. You go to the people that are already invested within it. I mean, like when we do high school broadcasts, we go to the people that we see are on the signs out in the outfield and we're like, Hey, you got this sign where you're supporting the team. You need to be on the radio. So yeah. that's what they're going to do with these guys and be like, Hey, oh, yeah. you're invested in this live tour. You need to be invested in the TV deal. Oh yeah. And they're, they're going to do make, it. They're going to make money. They're yeah. going to make money. Uh, number three, you're going to love this, Ben. Uh-oh. Streaming will carry early round broadcasts. Thank okay. you. It's not but, that hard. Hey, you may make it better. It's free. You <laughs> don't have to pay for the ESPN plus. You don't have to have any subscription. All you got to do is have the CW app. Uh, wow. Um, let's see. So you it don't says, have to. You don't have to do the. What is it that does it right now? Peacock Plus. Like you have to. You have to do the six month trial so you can watch an hour of golf during the majors because that's what they're putting over there. That yeah. Sucks. So it says this is interesting though. It says opening round live coverage will not be carried on broadcast television. Rather, f- rather Friday coverage will be carried exclusively on the app, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah. The rest will be on uh, the television coverage. So it's an app. It's free. So that's good. Number four, the CW is very serious about growth. So Next Star is really trying to blow up CW. Mm-hmm. This is going to be their, this is going to be their, uh, you know, their anchor anchor deal to really help uh, views boost uh, uh, viewership. So yeah. it's a, it's a big deal. Um, number five, Liv got what it needed after a year of negotiating. It's difficult to argue that CW oh, yeah. was Liv's first choice of the in the lucrative world of TV TV streaming. Um, but that not that, but uh, that might not matter much. And in the CW, Liv founded Liv found a nationally televised broadcast network with the ability to reach some 120 million viewers. So big deal. Wow. Number six. The CW is serious enough about live. No, the CW very likely didn't leverage billions in rights fees for live golf because, you know, live golf was not really right. Didn't really have any leverage whatsoever uh, for right rights to the events. Uh, but make no mistake, even if the risk is low for the CW, they're invested in live success too. So they got what a deal. What a, what a deal. They I think it's an awesome scared. deal. Well, they weren't scared. They probably got the rights for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Uh, and they'll be able to, able to do it. Number seven, um, not sure how this one, I'm going to have to read this one out. It says the PGA Tour is involved, kind of. It says when Nexstar purchased the CW from Paramount and Warner Media, they allowed both media companies to retain 12.5% ownership stake in the network, meaning that both Paramount and Warner Media now are partially invested in Live Golf's broadcast success. Ironically, both Paramount, which is CBS, and Warner Media, which is Discovery, are broadcast partners of the PGA Tour with billions in outstanding right fees onto the tour. So that's kind of funny. So, uh, wow. yeah, the PGA is is uh, roundabout, you know, with their involvement with CBS is sort of in on yep. this as well. So uh, number eight, uh, live broadcast will remain unchanged. Live will continue to be responsible for the production of its events. None of the major players – from Liv's first season, from producer Steve Beam, broadcast, broadcasters Arlo White, David Faraday, or Jerry Fultz will be going anywhere. So Faraday, not going anywhere. I, uh, I knew that. That was one of the things that I did read. 
And then in number nine, it just says lives long-term remains a question mark, which I'm sure that's just, I'm not even going to give that any, that's just them trying to, you know, put no, some, you, some sort of yeah, because spin on. Yeah, because you've heard more and more players that have come out here as of late saying there's got to be a truce. We got we got to work something out. There's got to be a way where both leagues can exist. And I don't think they like it. I don't think they're a big proponent of some of the stuff that Rama said. Sure. And, uh, you know, and I'm not real sure the PGA Tour is that nobody's really made a statement from the PGA Tour. I'm not real sure the PGA Tour is real happy with Augusta National saying that they're going to allow live play. Because now that you and I talked about on the last show, that set the precedent. Now the other majors are going to have to do it or you're going to be yes. known as the jerks that didn't do it. Yeah, so, I mean, you're just going to look bad. It, if, yeah. if, if you're you're going to look really, really bad. Look really weak, I guess, or weak and petty. So, and and and, and you're, you're going to look like about you don't it, care though. about the fans. And you, you're going to you're going to basically say I don't care about the fans because uh, I'm really anxious to see how these guys perform in the Masters because, uh, I mean, if one of those guys sneaks up and somehow wins it, it's going to be well, you absolutely got, you know, okay. Everybody talks about Augusta like you you know you got to be. You got to know how to play Augusta. DJ knows how to play Augusta. Cam Smith knows how Cam to play Augusta. Cam Smith knows how to play Augusta. Patrick Reed has won. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Reed is, is Bubba knows how to play Augusta. Yeah. Phil knows how to play Augusta. Like you got there's some be, players, man. You've seen as deficient as Tiger is, he can still show up and shoot two under at Augusta. Right. On one leg. So, uh, it, it, they, that's that's something where you're right. I mean, we could very well see a leaderboard with the front page of the leaderboard could very well have two or three live players on it in the first major of the year. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, before we move on, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Swannies.co. I got their hoodie on right now. I got a shirt uh, on. Got the shirt on. This is one of my, uh, if you guys get a chance, get the grab bag. You don't know what you're getting. They're going to send you three shirts. You don't know what they look like. It's like less than $100. Hit that promo code because you're going to save even more. So you get three shirts for like 58 bucks. Yep. It's unbelievable. Save big. Use coupon code DABBARGOLFPOD-25. Take 25% off all your orders. Uh, in some oh, places. Wait. Go ahead. And Kyle, on the grab bag, if they send you a shirt you already have, they will replace it because it happened to me. That they're, the customer service is awesome. Like, yeah. they sent us a pro, they sent us some promo items to to promote uh, for Black Friday, and then we did the subscription box. And you know, that, there's really there's it's hard for them to know it, what they sent on a free box versus a yeah. a, a paid box. Um, they sent me an item I, I got in the free box. I just emailed them. Boom! Three days later, had the, had a brand new, and they gave me whatever I asked for. So like. Their customer service is outright is, yeah. is just outrageous. They're they're awesome. So check them out. Say big swannies.co. Life's a party. Dress for it. Yes. All right. Moving on. This is sort of a uh this is sort of a would you rather-ish type deal. But uh there was a good tweet at, that went out and it was like, What's your top what ifs of golf? What ifs? And and then we're gonna have some discussion on it. So uh what has been what is a top like? What if? What if this happened? What 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 would it mean for golf? You go first. Mine is more. What if it didn't happen? Okay. Because I mean that that is part of that you could say. I that. was what? I was sitting Thanksgiving weekend in Red Level, Alabama, with my family, when the news came across 
because that's all we do is watch sports when I Bill go home. the Iron Bowl. Middle. And, yeah, and news came across that Tiger Woods was in an accident. Yep. And this is not the most re- – this is the first accident. This is the one where Elon chased him down the street with a six iron yeah. and put it through the windshield. Allegedly. And, yeah, and, and he ran over a fire hydrant, and his neighbor didn't even know who he was. And was like, yeah, there's some dude that's laid out in my yard. <laughs> he didn't even know, even know who Tiger was. And so um, what if – and I think that that takes that's a that's a bigger umbrella, Kyle. Because I I got to thinking about this. What if Tiger just kept up that quote unquote perfect persona persona that we all thought he had, where he was with Elon, didn't have any indiscretions within his marriage, didn't have any of the rumors of uh, the playboy mentality of being with these different women and the text messages that ended up getting sharing because there were people that. You know, they tried to flip on him so they could get money out of him and that kind of stuff. What what if that whole situation, what if he stays grounded and just focuses on golf and yeah. is not the sheltered, nerdy boy that once he got some money and he got some power, he decided to go ahead and start slinging it a little bit? Um, what if he just stays within himself? I mean, do do we see he easily breaks Jack's records? Does he easily get to, I mean, he's already got the 82 wins. Is he at a hundred plus wins if that happens? Because it, it took so many years off his career. So here's my question. Did, did the transgressions derail his career or was it injuries that derailed his career? I think and during then that my, time, during that time, it was the transgressions. Actually, it was him getting caught. If he didn't get caught, he probably still goes on to win. That was during the the heat of when he was playing well. So if right. he doesn't get caught, he's still a playboy and still winning tournaments if he doesn't get caught. So yeah, I don't think it was injuries. I think it was the transgressions that that derails because then he ended he entered the sex rehab thing that he was in. But Ben, um, here's the deal though. Here's the deal. So that was in two thousand eight, right? Yeah. Okay. Or was it two thousand nine? It was when, it was it was after his heyday of the early two thousands, and he it was, was two thousand nine, and he okay. was rebuilding. Remember, he was rebuilding his swing at that time when it happened because he was kind of in some tournaments where he didn't do very well, um, and then he started like he was actually coming out of it and about to head into probably a pretty good season after Thanksgiving because at that time the seasons began. You know, like we talked about, end of November, first of December, he had scheduled events that he was going to be at, and he didn't. He ended up. Then he had to do that stupid apology with his mom and Elon there and all that in front of Augusta National. It was just, it was, it was, what if, what, what if, what if Elon didn't pick up the phone and read those text messages? Maybe that's the way I should have put it. Maybe. So, what, what if she doesn't see those? I, all right. Here's the deal. All right. 2009 is when this happened. Okay. He won one, two, three, four, five. He won six times in 2009. Okay. So then it all pops out, you know, comes out that, you know, whatever happened. Um, yeah. And he came, so he came in fourth, and then, so the very next year, 2010, top five Masters, top five U.S. Open. Didn't have any wins. Uh, I think he had some little injuries. I think I remember him withdrawing from the players uh, with, a like, a back injury or something like that. Seems like I remember that. Carl X will do that to you. Yeah. Uh, then 2011, he did not have that great of a year. I think he was still, you know, kind of battling some injuries, had a top five at the Masters. 
Then 2012, he comes back and wins three times. But that's so what I'm saying. He went over for two years because he. But that is that? Happened. But was that injury related? I mean, he didn't play in a lot of events. He didn't yeah, play. But does, in, he get, does he get injuries because he's not working on his game and he's going in and out of rehab and he's seeing counselors and he's not able to put the time in that he was putting in before? You see what I'm saying? Like mm. it took so much time away from his practice and from him working. I I do. I that's my biggest. What that's my number one. What if is is Tiger. In 09, because then he went two years without winning. I understand he won a top five, but we just we just mentioned guys that have won two the years without in winning. Augusta can, yeah, he went then two years the, without winning. But then the next two years, he won eight times. Yes. In, in, that, in the next two years. But what if he wins two times in 2010 and two times in – But he was uh, hurt. But he's hurt. That's what I'm saying. Like, how much of – that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think – I don't think the transgressions have nearly as big of an impact as his injuries did. Like I oh, think, oh no, I I think it totally was a ripple effect. I think one led to the other. I think that once he got done, he was not able to put the work in and put the time in, and he was having to meet with PGA Tour officials and meet with counselors and have to go to sex rehab and all that. And he's not able to put the time into work. Then when he did play, he was doing stuff he should. I mean, you and I. I We've done that. I mean, where we take time off and we get out there, we're like, oh, man, now my back's hurting because I didn't play golf in three weeks. And he wasn't playing golf in like three months. Maybe so. Maybe so. I just don't know that. I don't know that him, you know, banging a bunch of randos had a whole lot to do or getting caught. I don't, I don't know that that had a whole lot to do with much other than, you know, like I said, he'd had a two year, well, two well, he year. Went, he went over in 2010 and 2011. Yeah, and then he went eight for the next the next two years. So, like, I mean, what is he? What do you? He doesn't break Jack. He doesn't it. break Jack's record in those two years. Like he's no, not. But if he get if he gets one major or if he gets two majors out of those two years, he's a hell of a lot closer than he is now. Well, that's well, that's I mean, but it doesn't that doesn't get in there. But that's it, why it's called a what if. But it didn't like. But it we're didn't, not trying to prove that that's what happened. We're just saying, what if it didn't happen? If it saying? didn't happen, he probably would have won five more times in two years. Five or six more times in two years. Then he breaks Sam Snead's record, and he possibly gets a hell of a lot closer to Jack. He does break Sam. I'll give you that. If that doesn't happen, he breaks him. He does not break Sam Snead's record. Uh, I mean, he does break Sam Snead's record, which you know, whatever. But um, and he may have won one or one or two majors, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I just I, well, you throw it out like that's like a simple. He may have won one or two majors. Maybe, maybe. I'm saying maybe. Like I, I he's had he battled some injuries, and, and then after the 13 seasons, whenever all hell broke loose, and he just his body just completely gave out yeah. until they had to screw it all back together, and he could finally play again and won the tour championship. So uh, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Um, I I would. What if the injuries? That's that's where I, that to me that's the bigger conversation. What if there's no injuries? I think well, that's, could another, have, that's another one of my what ifs though. That's a, that you're you're jumping ahead on me. That is another one of my what ifs was injuries. Well, let's go ahead I and just, talk about if if there's if there's no injuries because basically you have to take out. I mean, go ahead. I mean, I I'm going. You can do whatever you want to do, Ben. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm saying. I remember the players' championship. I remember him getting hurt in the players' yeah. championship. I remember that withdrawal in 2010, and there's yeah. no doubt that probably affected the rest of the rest of the year. Uh, and in 2009, he didn't. I mean, 2011, 
hell, he didn't play, but he, he withdrew from the players again. He didn't play, but in like six events. So, uh, in 2011. So if he doesn't get hurt, I mean, I, he doesn't play at all hardly in 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 2000. Uh, they do the seasons weird. The 2015 16 season, the 2016 yeah. 17 season, he didn't play any. So mm-hmm. he didn't play for two solid years. Um, really, really, uh, three probably didn't play really good golf because of injuries for four solid years. That's what like, I'm saying. That that was that ripple effect I'm talking about. Like he, you know, he gets caught. There's your what if on the get caught. He gets he goes two years without a win. Then the injured. That was going to be my next what if. The injuries. Then he goes another. I thought it was actually three years that he went without a win. Uh, so I was even thinking like four to five years that he went without a win in that window that you're talking about uh, due to injury slash. It was again, longer than that. Again, I don't. Again, I don't want to call it indiscretions because I still think if Elon doesn't pick up the phone that night, I think he's still doing it. You see what I'm saying? I don't. Yeah. I don't think it ends. Uh, clearly, he had a problem. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. Um, if she doesn't catch him, it, it's still happening, even to this day, if she doesn't catch him. So, um, so it yeah, between as I said, how the many majors? Let's just let's just say this. How many majors with with the notion that from essentially after his 2013 season where he won, if he after the 2013 season where he won five times, okay? Five times. So the 13-14. 14, 15, 15, 16, and 16, 17 season where either he was he, he didn't play a single event or he barely played any. Those four seasons, five seasons, how many like does how many majors do you think he wins in those in those years? I say out of five seasons, out of that the five that you and I have just talked about, I think he cost himself minimum three majors. Three. That's that's the number I was looking at. Three. And and I think the over under there is probably three and a half. If 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 they're putting that on betonline.ag then they're gonna it's gonna be three and and it's gonna be three and a half and uh does he get that fourth in that span or does he stay at three so it's gonna be three and a half and so i think he cost himself three and because again i understand some of the stuff was like nagging injuries you know the whole speech he did about my glutes weren't firing and uh (laughs) then he had the knee issue um that he was you know even stevie said it was i the knee was actually worse than I thought it was when I saw that documentary. I didn't realize that it like they could hear it crack like when he was swinging a golf club. That, yeah. that that's pretty darn bad. Bones um, were like grinding together. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, between that early part of the career where he got busted by Elon and then his injuries a little bit later on that five year span, yeah, I think he cost himself three majors just well, because he cost was, himself his injury. Yeah, his yeah his injury it cost him three. Here's minutes. another thing: he's even admitted on the whole knee issue and some of the other issues. He should have been running either on a treadmill or swimming instead of running on the pavement and pounding his knees down for like four miles. Yeah, yeah, and so exactly. and it was like four miles in the morning, and like he closed out the day with four miles. It was like eight miles a day total that he was yeah bang, that he was hurt. So he had he even admitted that he said a lot of the injuries. He said I can blame myself for. He said because I just did not take care of my body like I should have. Um, any Kyle, I don't know if he did steroids. I don't know if he did HGH or what, but I mean, the whole bulking up and lifting and all that kind of, you know, one of the, you know, th- this thing that we got it from, we saw this on Twitter, this what if, and one of the guys brought up said, uh, if he hadn't have done that seal training that he did for like five years in a row, 
Yeah. Like, what if you don't do that? I mean, do you, do you save your body a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as John Daly famously said, you can't pull fat, Kyle. Can't pull fat. <laughs> yep. You can't, you can't pull fat. All right. So here's my, here's my what if. Okay. Um, what if, uh, what if, um, in 2006 at the U.S. Open, Phil hits three wood on 18. I was Are, hoping you would take this because I really wanted to put it, but I told you I wanted to keep my entire – I really wanted to put this one in there. Pars the hole, wins that U.S. Open in 2006. What ha- – what – what is what the – floodgates tri- open? What floodgates open there? Man, because it's like it's like we just it talked again. about. With, it's like we talked about with Tiger. Does he does he get does he have three to five? I mean, I even venture to say with Phil, the way he played, is he's got so many seconds. Phil probably gets five more majors, not three. He, because His he did it probably again. Five. He did it again uh, in two thousand nine, where he he blew he was he blew uh, either was close to the lead, blew the lead to Lucas Glover. Um. Couple of years prior to that, he kind of had a freak thing uh, in 2004 at Shinnecott, where he was in a bunker on a par five, had a rock behind his ball, and ended up double bogeying a par five. And there's like a two shot swing, so that was yeah. not really a choke so much. Yeah, that's just, this is kind of where the choke started. Uh, and uh, I just wonder if, I mean, if he, if he, uh, you know, if he, he makes that, he's John, he's John Vandervelden. The U.S. Open. Yeah. Because like, because he could have still gone to a playoff. He hits it way left. He hits driver, which was dumb, hits it way left. And then instead of punching back out in the fairway, hitting it on the green, two-putt and going to playoff, he tries to hit a hero shot. It hits the tree, ricochets to where he's dead, and then he makes double bogey and loses. So what ha- – I mean, I just wonder if if that would have given Phil – I think that would have – would that have been his first major? Yes, that would have been his first major. So what what is the chain reaction that happens after that? Instead of waiting all the way until, you know, whenever it was when he won the Masters, 2008, 2010. Um, well, here's what's funny is you do the what if he takes three wood. Yeah. On that scenario – my what if in that scenario is what you just my- mentioned. Why does he not punch out and take his medicine and play for bogey instead of trying yeah. to make the hero shot? Because how many pros that we've talked to, even you know the corn fairy guys, even collegiate golfers, where they say you got to keep your mental wits about you. You, it's okay if you block a tee ball or if you get. But like you just said in the last episode that we did, you said. You know, that's my biggest issue. I just, I, I hate having to take my medicine, but you're not too big not to do it. Like I've played with you and you will hit it behind a bunch of trash and you got your wedge and you just put it out in the fairway and hoping you can get up and down for, for par. If not save your bogey. I'll make it. Bill's, yeah. Bill's in the frigging U S open. He blows it right. Thank God it stays in play. Cause it hits that building and stays in place. So he's already lucky that that happened. Yep. And he should have, why Bones didn't snap every club in his bag but his wedge to go, look, go under that tree, put it on the green, two putt for bogey, let's go home a winner. 
Like, yeah. that's what we're going to do. Two putt, two putt for bogey. We'll go to a playoff, and, you yeah. know, whatever happens, happens. We'll make a quick correction. That would not have been his first major. He won the Masters in 2004. But what it would have been was back, would mm. be back-to-back majors because he won the Masters in 2006. He would have won the U.S. Open right after that. Yeah. Where does he go from there? Like, how, like, what's, what trend? I mean, the trend. And after that, it just kind of seemed like that was just the story was he was just a choker. Uh, I, I don't know. That's my, that was my thing. What if he makes that? So, no, uh, I agree. I mean, he could have rolled off. He could have had a, he could have had a run. He could have had a, a run like Tiger had in the early 2000s. Um, yeah. where, where the, the late 90, the 99 through 01 run that Tiger had. Phil was in position to have that sort of run. And I don't know if you remember it, but even the interviews post round after that, he looked dumbfounded. Like, what was I doing? I mean, he, you know, he was like, that was dumb. Like now I realize it. That was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, And and he still, he even, what I just said, he defended the tee ball. He was like, well, I was going to do that off the tee anyway. I had my mind made up. You know, I probably shouldn't have should've gone for the hero out. shot. I should have punched yeah. out. Is what he should have done. Yeah. Well, whatever. Regardless, don't you you if you just put it in the fairway. What happens? What what's 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 history look like? Oh yeah, they uh, I, I would. They he's not going to do it because he's too big to do it. But that's like when they went back to Vanderbilt and they put him back on the same course and they said they gave him a putter and a wedge and they was like that's all you get. It's only two clubs you get. And he ended up par in the frigging hole with a wedge. I mean. <laughs> You know, it, it, same thing with Phil. Like, if you tee off with a wedge, because he can hood his frigging wedge and probably hit it 190 yards. I mean, if you tee you off with times. a wedge, yeah, you do a wedge three times and get it on the green, save your frigging par, and move on. Yeah, exactly. You got another one? Or are you good? Uh, no, my other one. Uh, my other. It, it was Tiger related as well. What if? He would use his billionaire money and get him a friggin' driver. Wait, say that one more time. You cut out. What what if he would use his friggin' money, his billionaire money? He's the first billionaire golfer ever. What if he used his billionaire money and got himself a friggin' driver? Not a driver to use on the course. I see. I got you. One to get behind the wheel and take him places. And that's Mm. just, Kyle, that's not just that everybody's going to go when they hear this thing, oh, recency bias. No. He got pulled over and was every, we've all seen those those screenshots of him sitting in the jail cell with his hand between his legs and his head hanging because he got pulled over from his own restaurant because he was high on drugs and didn't have anybody to drive him home. And he got a DWI or DUI or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, depending on the state. And then he wrecks his frigging car. You know, same thing whenever he hell, let's take it back to when he was with Elon. I mean, he has a, he has somebody on on hand in his compound to take him to wherever he needs to go. He can that person can drive, and maybe they don't wreck the car in the in the early two thousands when that happened. So, man, it what if he used his friggin' money and and that's just from a legal point. Like every lawyer that's a buddy of mine that I've talked to, they're like, just from a legal standpoint, why didn't he have a driver? Because they can go after his assets if he kills anybody. Exactly. If he's got a driver through a company, they go after the company. They don't go after him. Exactly. And so you're worth a billion dollars. Kyle, when get you a driver. Win, when you win that billion dollar lottery, I will never drive anywhere in the rest of my life. Please get a driver for goodness sake. For the rest sakes. of my whole life. 
So I got one, and I got another one, and then we'll go to our last topic. But um, I would say I would drive you, but I'm going to be in the back with you drinking and going to play golf. So I don't exactly, know. <laughs> exactly. So uh, this one is kind of goes twofold. Okay, so 2015, Jordan Spieth wins the Masters. They go to the U.S. Open at Chambers Bay. Uh, Jordan uh, birdies the last hole to get one shot ahead get one shot up on Dustin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson on and two with 12 feet for Eagle to win. Yes. Okay. 12 feet for Eagle to win. He hits it by about four feet and then he misses the four foot putt. This is such a Kyle Rush thing to do. To make putt, par. putting for Eagle and three putt. <laughs> yeah. From 12, but from 12 feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jordan Spieth wins, uh, wins the master, uh, wins the U.S. Open back to back. Uh, so my question is, what if he makes that putt? Uh, what if he makes that putt? What does that do to Jordan? Does that, does that affect Jordan Spieth's trajectory at all? And do, what does it change for Dustin Johnson? Cause I mean, he did win, uh, he did win at, uh, I think at 2016 was whenever he won the very next year and then yeah. he won the masters in 2020, but does go ahead going ahead and getting that major in or at least going to the playoff and you know whatever happens at the playoff maybe he wins mm-hmm. whatever uh what does that change does he do would either way what does that change does it change? i think that affects dj way more than it affects jordan jordan Me was too. already in kind of a, a hot area of playing good golf so even if he yeah. comes up second there i think he still continues to play well i think that was an unexpected win people forget jordan was finished Hey, he back a, it up. Back it up real a, quick. He was, a, he was a clubhouse leader at that point. So let's back, let's back it up. Let's change it up a little bit. What if DJ doesn't ground his club in the bunker? Well, it's funny because when I mean, you – I mean, uh, not Wingfoot. What's the name of that course? Uh, in Minnesota. you ask? They just had the U.S. Open. They just had the Ryder Cup there. Whistling Straits. Whistling yes, Straits. Whistling Straits. Uh, yeah, that, it's funny that you mentioned – when you brought up DJ about that, that was one of the things that I saw on, like, the Twitter feed – and one guy brought up a good point. What if DJ realizes that he's in a bunker? Like he grounded his club thinking he was just in sand, random sand. He didn't yeah. know he was. A, he didn't pull up Patrick Reed. He didn't try to improve his lie. He just yeah. thought he was in rough. Because keep in mind, people may forget bunkers can be literally a one foot circle at that place, yeah. and they're considered bunker. And the people were standing in it. He hit into the crowd. They're standing in the bunk. That just doesn't happen. Like you, nobody's going to be standing in the bunker at the front of sixteen at Augusta, where they're going to be trampling down the bunker so people can't hit a bunker shot if they come up short of the green. Like that's right. just not that doesn't happen anywhere else. Only so at that, that place. And so, so that's in two thousand ten. That happens in two thousand ten. Yeah. He doesn't end up winning his first major until two thousand sixteen. Does that change things where he, you know, may once if if he were to get get that in and get into the playoff and win that playoff, does he win? Does that make him to where he's he can he can he goes on a little run or something like that? Well, I, what I don't if know. he what if he's he's full of what ifs? What if he doesn't fall down the stairs at Augusta National? Yeah. What if he doesn't break his ass at Augusta? Yeah, I mean, he's DJ's right there with Tiger on now. Yeah. He, you know, we can't throw him up there with chasing Jack's record, but still that window of three to four years, DJ was right there where he could have kind of controlled the golf world. Sure. And, uh, and a couple of things go his way. 
Yeah, you do wonder. He's he's a big what if. He's a what. Yeah, the ground in the club to this day, I still am kind of pissed about that. I still think I don't think patrons should be allowed to stand in bunk. If they're standing in it, it ain't a bunker. That's the way I look at it. That that's just not like you. Now, granted, that's the rule now. Now you can ground your club, so he'd get away with it all at, based on today's rules. Um, but you know that that yeah, between that and his three putt on eighteen. That that was more of a more I was more frustrated as a fan at the fact that I was like, all right, lag it down there, get your tap in and move on. And he went after it and blew it by four and a half, five feet. And then you know, it was you could tell he was missing the comebacker from the time it left the Oh, we, we knew it was gone. We knew there's no way he's making <laughs> that button. Yeah. I mean, that was that would that would have been a great prop bet. However, Vegas would have lost their rear end because People like us were like, there's no chance he makes his coming back. Like, yeah, yeah. I would have never, yeah, I would have bet everything I had at the time. Yeah. On bet yeah, online. Yeah. <laughs> we knew. We knew. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he's a DJ's a big what if guy. So there's always some other, there's always great what ifs everybody talks about. You know, what if the Tiger doesn't hit the flag on uh, 15 in 2013 in the, at the Masters in the third round and hits the flag? And then sucks back into the water, and then a, then does the weird drop where he goes back, and he's not supposed to go back, and he stones it right after that. I mean, like, what what if that doesn't happen? Does he win the 2013 Masters? Um, there's there's just so many you can go through. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, what's your what's your biggest what ifs? You know, I mean, you could go, you could just go on and on and on. Uh, oh, I saw it on there. One of the ones that stuck out in my mind because growing up me being a little bit older than you, one of my favorite guys to watch before Tiger had his big run. Uh, my favorite guys to watch whenever I was like a teenager was Payne Stewart. Yeah. Uh, because he would, he, and so, you know, there was somebody put on there. What if, what if Payne Stewart's plane doesn't go down in South Dakota? Mm, um, yeah. You know, what is, what, what does he continue to do? Does he continue? Is, is he a Ryder cup captain? Is he, you know, does he win another major or two? Is he on the, senior tour right now just dominating everybody because he would be right around that age frame right now where he would be on the senior on the uh champions tour excuse me uh champions tour dominating everybody so uh yeah there's a ton of what ifs um you know yeah, i mean pain would only be like 65 yeah or something and, like that yeah it, it's 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 one of those deals where there are a ton of what ifs you know what what if he doesn't if his plane doesn't crack. What kind of mentor is he for the younger golfers? Is he somebody that's in Tiger's ear that Tiger doesn't do a bunch of screwing up because, you know, Payne's because Payne did. He would take younger golfers under his wing and kind of talk to them a little bit and kind of explain the way the tour was. So he died um, in 90. He died in 99. He was 42. Yeah. So probably, probably not going to win another major, but you, that was a really good point. What if, you know, that's right when Tiger was coming on to the scene, you know, what if, they became buddies you know what yeah. if they became buddies and you know it kind of rubbed off you know pain kind of rubbed off on tiger you know what what would that mean to tiger's career moving forward so that's that's a really good one um i love pain has got a pain has got a local tie to us here locally What's uh that? the the johnsons from j&m uh, he was married to um uh trey johnson's sister wow uh, so yeah so that was a that's a that's a little local tie here about that uh yeah so um yeah it, it was it it was one of those that like he was a guy that I watched and even in like ninety seven went and watched when I was in college and because he would play at like the Buick Championship over and that was when that was before it was out in, on the West Coast that was when it was held at Callaway Gardens 
So, yeah. you know, he played in that. So I got to follow him and watch him in that. So, yeah, he was he was another big what if for me. Uh, somebody like a Payne Stewart. Like, what what is what is his legacy if, you know, if that plane doesn't go down? Love it. Love it. Uh, ben, that's a pretty solid show, man. I don't know about you. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. Um, we're going to get back after it uh, next week. Uh, there's uh, the – uh, I think it's the is it the American Express this weekend? Yes, is that, that is uh, this weekend. This is the California swing. That was they hate one. this course. They absolutely hate this course yes. because it's too easy. Uh, they get pissed off because it's a birdie fest, which we love. Uh, John Rom had a lot of uh, cuss words to say about it last year, I believe, and yes. um, I think it was an effing putting contest, is what he said. So, which is fine. That's what we're fine with that. Yeah. So, as, uh, as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the extremes. I either want it U.S. Open style where we're just hoping somebody ends up shooting one under before it's all said and done with, or I want 45 under at the yeah. end of the tournament. Like, like there's, there's guess no what the end. lead without looking at the leaderboard after round one. What do you think the lead is? I'd say seven, eight, nine, something around there. How about ten? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I just ten. Want you to know. Eight, 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 eight. There's there. There's five dudes, and John Rahm's one of them that shot uh, eight under. Sam Burns. That's a pretty good leaderboard. Uh, let's see who this is. Davis Thompson. Davis Thompson. I think did he play at Alabama? Davis Thompson. You want to know something that'll humble you real quickly, Kyle? Yeah, humble me. When these guys play a course like that and they shoot ten under, and yeah. everybody else shoots eight, like every, everybody on the leaderboard's like. Seven, eight, nine, ten. That's the way it was when the Barbasol was the RTJ, which is the course that I play quite a bit, the lake course. Yeah. And I've maybe shot at the lake course. I think I've shot even once or twice and maybe shot. But that's from like up tees, not even. Yeah, and that's from the up tees as well. That's not from the tips. And then that one year that I went out there and watched and I literally followed Johnny Vegas around and shot a 59. I was like, yeah, this is stupid. Like, this isn't this is <laughs> these guys this is not even real. I was like, this is this is not real life. Like I, I my best golf I ever played here and I shot even par. And this guy goes out here and he shoots fifty nine like he's from, in his, from six hundred yards closer. <laughs> <laughs> and he shoots fifty nine in his sleep. Like it was because he didn't like he didn't struggle all day. It was nothing but fairways and greens. He just made some bobs. He didn't amazing. Nothing was offline. He didn't miss a green. And he just made some putts. Shot 59. Love it. All right, y'all. Have a great weekend. Play some golf. And uh, let's talk back on Sunday. It's episode 256 of the Dad Bod Golf Pod. We're always always stroking. You are listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.